0: You're listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. I'm Dr. Corey Allen. And this time, not alongside my wife, Pam, as this episode, um, the whole thing, I've got a guest that's joining me for this show, and so uh, she's got the week off, <laughs> So, but you don't as the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, and we are glad that every time you spend some time with us and let us know what's on your mind, that helps make the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation all that it can be, and the way you can speak up about your questions or your thoughts or your topics you'd like to hear on Sexy Marriage Radio in the future, you can give us a call at 214-702-9565. Or as always, and has always been there the entirety of this show, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And we also ask you as the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, jump on iTunes, jump on Spotify, jump on Stitcher, jump on iHeartRadio, however you choose to listen, rate and review the show, leave a comment, Help spread the word, because we want married sex to be all that it can be, and more than that, we want your marriage to be all that it can be. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, uh, I'm joined by Ann Gad, author of Sex and the Enneagram, where we have an extensive conversation about her work and the instrument of the Enneagram and how it plays out in your life and in marriage and in your sex life in relationship. And on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is twee- deeper twice as long, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. A continued conversation with Anne Gad, author of Sex and the Enneagram, where we get into a little bit of a deeper conversation about what she discovered from her book, uh, how it impacted her life, um, plus a whole lot more. All that's coming up on today's show. So I'm pleased to be joined by Ann Gad, who has a new book coming out. Or is it out, Ann? F- fill me in real it's quick. It's out.
0: Really it came out about a week ago.
1: Perfect. And so it is called Sex and the Enne- Enneagram. And uh, they reached out. Because they thought, you know what, Sexy Marriage Radio needs to know a little bit more about the Enneagram. And I completely agree because Anne's got quite the background in this this arena. And so, Anne, I'm going to be straightforward and honest and upfront about this this segment. Um, You're going to be the teacher, I'm going to be a student because this is not something I'm as versed in. Uh, So, at first, welcome to the show with Sexy Marriage Radio.
0: Hi. um, Welcome.
1: Thank you. (laughs) And then then second, um, give everybody a quick overview of of what is the Enneagram.
0: At its most basic and what it's used most in a professional sense in offices and businesses is that it defines nine basic personality types. There's a lot more to the Enneagram than just nine types. Right. That's where most of us start. And then those types are further subdivided into more types. Otherwise, every ninth person would look exactly the same. And obviously, we don't. Right. So, there's a lot more subdivisions. There's a lot of um, how healthy you are as a personality, which will also affect how you, your type um, shows itself. But, you know, most of the time, I think in this program, we're probably going to deal with the main basic nine types. Right. But just so your, your listeners understand, there's a lot more to it
1: than that. No, I, I get it. It, it kind of helps give you a good framework to begin to understand, but then you can start to dive deeper to see more yes. of your nuances and your circumstances. Because the one thing that jumps out to me and my knowledge of the Enneagram is that it's it, it 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 shows you where you're at your best, but it also shows you what happens when you're at your worst.
0: It does indeed, <laughs> yeah,
1: And that's a sophisticated instrument right there.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's it's sometimes difficult because you really do confront yourself at best and at worst. And, when you know the information, you can no longer kid yourself um, <laughs> that you aren't in a disintegrated state. You you know, you know, um, and unfortunately, so is your partner, which, which is never good. Uh, well, it's good, but you don't feel it's good at yeah, the
1: time. Yeah, it's an unavoidable aspect of married life, right? Where we can't necessarily hide ourselves to the, to the people we live life closely with.
0: Yeah, but I think on the, on, the, on the really positive side of it, imagine that you were able to get a manual to your partner. So that you really understood where they were coming from, how they thought, why they thought, you know. So you really got them, if you yeah. like. Okay. That's an incredible gift. Yes, it is. Because most of us fumble through life making our partners wrong because they don't think, feel, act in the, like we do. Okay. So, well, obviously, they, they must be wrong because they don't. And I think that's what the Enneagram does. It helps you really have compassion for where your partner is and where you are.
1: Okay, so let's start there then. So how how does a person that picks up your book or does the Google search of the Enneagram and wants to just get a a, a better understanding of it, what's the best way to use this tool as as it applies to life and marriage?
0: The way most of us give the process, if you like, credibility is to find other people. So, if I'm doing a workshop, people will o- often say, "Oh, but that is so like Fred, or that is Jane to the T, or whatever." And very often, we find other people sooner than we find ourselves because most of us think we know ourselves, but there's this part of ourselves that we don't really want to face. Okay. And so we'll go. We'll like all the good parts. We'll immediately look for the number that has the best credentials. Absolutely. And sadly,
1: yeah, what paints there what paints another. me? Yeah, what paints me in the best picture? Because that's what I want to present. Because that's what I really am, right? I mean, come on,
0: in. Yeah. So we often get attracted to that personality, even if it's not ours. You know, okay. <laughs> um, so we fumble around a bit. Some people find themselves straight away. Other people take longer. But I recommend that a combination between reading books on the Enneagram, ask your partner. I mean, they know you better than anyone else, okay. and they can, you know, say no, no, that's so not you, or, hey, have you thought about looking, you know, and friends and colleagues, your kids, I mean, boy, they know you. Yes. Um, (laughs) So all, so, you know, it's not, it's not a simple, it's not like if you were doing astrology, I'm a Capricorn or I'm a Virgo. It's not like that. It's it's a a journey as opposed to simple, quick destination. Once you found yourself however, it's like falling back into this really comfortable couch that you feel so familiar with, and you just think, "Ah, oh, I get it. I know okay. that's why." Okay, and that's the beauty
1: of it. Okay, and so if you're talking about the nine different types, is it possible that a person, when they start going down this journey, and obviously you can dovetail people into it, like, "Oh, well, they're a, they're more of a one, or they're more of a nine, or whichever one it is." But is it also possible with the enneagram that they they will be multiples, like? There there are aspects of two or three of them?
0: Absolutely. Because I don't want to go too far down here because now is when it gets more complicated. Gotcha. But you can have aspects of the numbers on either side of you, which we call wings. Okay. You can have numbers that you move towards to, um, and those are specific numbers. So already there, we're talking a potential of five numbers that you interact with. But your basic type, your core type remains throughout your life. That doesn't change. Okay. The influence of the other numbers does so. For instance, I'm a nine, but I think a lot like a seven, but I am intrinsically a nine, okay. Um, and I feel like a two, okay. So, my, okay, my, my, if you divide it into thinking, feeling, action, um, and you have a stronger aspect in each type, we could put it like that,
1: okay. I like that because that helps you at least. Get it. I mean, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong with this, Ann, because the way this strikes me when we're talking about self discovery, because I like how you tasted or you, you framed this with, you know, when I can look at other people, I can help kind of. Oh, I understand them, and I really don't want to do it for myself initially, unless it can. Pu- I can put it in a real positive light. Yeah. Right. Because I want to. I want to look at. Oh, those are the strengths. Yeah, those I like those th- that type of person, but when I start to see the other side of me. I start to realize, oh, that doesn't feel as good. That doesn't taste as good on the way it, it strikes me. So is it, is it important then that as I'm going through this work to realize how do I come more comfortable with all of me, with the different aspects and facets of me so I can then work to improve those areas?
0: I think, absolutely, I think this is where we need to remove judgment from ourselves. Judgment actually doesn't help us in the slightest. True. So acceptance is the word I like to use. I accept that as a nine, I go to sleep to myself and my needs and what have you. And I understand that now. So I make a concerted effort not to do that. But I now bring awareness to what before was, well, that's just how I am. you know. And, and, and so I can take positive action. Okay. To exercise, to to ask what is and what? as opposed to just going along with everyone else. <laughs> right. So th- th- that's what I'm meaning. Okay. It's an awareness. Okay. And as so opposed to a judgment.
1: Perfect. And then, so what is the best way a couple can use this tool as it applies to their married life and their sex life? Because that's where your work goes with this current book. Yeah. Is so. What's what's the best steps on how they can use this? to improve that aspect of their life and their marriage?
0: I believe that when you understand your partner's what we call fixations um, and passion, and when I talk about passion, I'm not talking about passion in the contemporary sense. I'm talking about passion in the biblical sense, the passion of Christ. Okay. So it's where our fixations go, where our energy goes that takes us away from being who we potentially could be. When you recognize that in your partner and they recognize it in you, you can gently help. And I I use the word gently. It's not like (laughs) you can gently use that to bring them back to full presence, to bring them back into the bedroom. So we can go later through each type and what each type can do to, to be more present sexually. Um, But, but it's really just bringing an awareness to where we lose ourselves.
1: Okay. So that's uh, that's kind of the key then in it because that's what the, – the thing I like about this just from the the introductory knowledge I've got and then from our conversation we've got right now, Ann, is this is a tool and a path that truly does help me learn me. That from the, yes. out, from the outset, it could be something I just want to understand my partner be, be, be better because who doesn't want that in some regards because – there's this belief, you know, if I can understand my, my spouse better, I can change them, and that'll make it easier yes. for me. And lo and behold, it doesn't work that way. I've got to deal with me. I can't—it's in- inescapable. And so how do I start to learn what are the different nuances and traits that that do help me just—I like, like the framework of it, of being more present in my life and being more present in the act of sex in my marriage—
0: yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if there's time for me to quickly go through each type and how they can bring themselves to presence.
1: Yeah, let's do that, please.
0: Okay. So let's take type one um, because that type is uh, – so a little, little, few lines on, on one. They're life is black or white. It's right or it's wrong. Okay. The idealists, they want to improve the world. And they want to improve themselves. And by the way, they want to improve you. You might not want to be improved, but hey.
1: (laughs) But that's their their task, right? That's what they're after.
0: That's their task, to make the world a better place. Okay. So they're perfectionists. Because to make the world a better place, everything has to be done right, right? So what happens in the bedroom with one is it's all romantic and it's set up and things are going really well. And then somebody left their undies on the floor. Or someone didn't clean the curtains, or the bed wasn't made, or something, and they find something that is not perfect and that takes away their energy and their presence. Okay, and so they go down that rabbit hole, and the moment is lost, right? So that would be a w- one way that ones lose it. And with twos, twos are the helpers of the world, they're, um, you know, each enneagram type has a biblical um the 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 sins if you like attached to it okay and so the two sin would be the sin of pride and it's the belief that the world wouldn't quite function if I wasn't there um okay. everyone needs me to help them and so they're very helpful they're very caring people um they're very nurturing people what happens with them in the bedroom is that they forget that they have needs themselves they're so busy trying to please a partner Right. that they very often don't even know that they have these themselves. Right. Right. So that would be one way. So they need to fill their cups as opposed to trying to fill everyone else's. Okay. Because if our cup is empty, then we haven't any got anything to give really. Okay. Okay. And threes are the stars. Threes are the performers. They're ambitious. They're charismatic, um, goal setting, that kind of a person. And what happens with threes is they start seeing sex as a performance. Hey, how was I? Did I shine? <laughs> was I? Was it good? Right. And so, it, for them, that takes away from them being with their partner. So it's about, and and sometimes they can get so afraid of not performing well that they withdraw completely from relationships because rather that than feel a sense of failure if right. they aren't the biggest studying town or right. whatever. So that would be them, fours are the more artistic, creative, dramatic, melancholic, um, stylish kind of people. And they can get so desirous of kind of juicing up their sex lives that they disappear into a fantasy world in order to kind of try to bring more excitement. But in fact, they lose it because they're not with their partner, right. they're in their head somewhere.
1: Right, because they're they're off in other other areas.
0: Yeah, they're not present with their partner. They're thinking about a past lover or an experience or whatever. So, yeah. Gotcha. And fives are your intensely cerebral types. You know, knowledge is power. The more I know, um, if I let people into my life, they're going to demand too much of me, and I, I don't want to do that. So I hold myself back. Okay. Um, with them, they can get very focused on the mechanics, if you like, sexually and and not being in their heads, not their hearts or their bodies. Right. So for a five, being more present would be to learn to actually connect with their hearts and to connect with their bodies and not become a human thinking.
1: (laughs) Okay. they not just be one big brain.
0: Not just be, yeah. Not just be one big brand, and and also letting go of this, this fear that my partner will just devour me, um, and my time and my energy and stuff. Okay. You know my resources. Um. So then we go to the six. Sixes are sort of self-doubting devil's advocates. They're compassionate. Um. They kind of tend to scan the horizon to see what could possibly go wrong. So they they tend to be quite anxious people. Okay. Um. They're the people who read the um, the airplane. You know, they give you the safety. W- they're the only people who read the safety <laughs> on the airplane. They know where all the actors are. You know. Okay. So with them, uh, the problem could be that they fear what could go wrong. You know, maybe I'll lose my erection. Maybe um, he won't like what I'm doing. Um, is it the potential that 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 We could get pregnant and I'm not ready for pregnancy. So they look at all the worst case scenarios.
1: Right. They're they're playing all the traps.
0: That's right. right. Gotcha. Yeah. Sevens are your fun loving types. They're adventurous. They want to do it all. They want to see it all. They value their freedom. So what happens with them when they're in the bedroom? Because they are very forward thinking. They're already planning the next sexual encounter as opposed to being present with what is happening. Because they're thinking, well, this is nice, but maybe it would be nice if the next time we X, Y, or Z. And okay. that takes them away from being here with their partner. Gotcha. Eights are the very I wanna be the boss, I'm the challenger. They often have big chests. I, I mean, you know, I rule here. So they very they have a high energy level. And they they want, they enjoy confrontation. They want you to step into the fire with them. What happens is because of their very big presence, people can get like nervous and step back from them. Oh my God, what, what is this? You know, kind of thing. And because of that, um, it's frustrating for them. They want to meet you head on. And now you're disappearing backwards. Right. That's frustrating. R- uh, yeah. And for nines, nines get very caught up in, um, yeah, sure, honey, I want to have sex. Nines, you're very easygoing, peace-loving, um, accepting, uh, merging types. So nines would be, yeah, no, sure, sex, sex is great, but just need to feed the dog. Uh, haven't done the oh, Let me just do the washing up first, and I've got a few <laughs> emails to answer. Right. And by the time they do all this stuff, the person is fast asleep, you know? Yep. So <laughs> It's not a rejection as such. it's just that, as a partner of a nine, you have to gently lead them into becoming aware of their sexuality and their arousal and so on because they'll kind of switch themselves off from it, okay? And that can be misconstrued by a partner and seen as rejection when it's really not.
1: Okay, sure. no, i I can understand that because this helps give I mean I think it that covers everybody in the in this world as far as the the nuances of how we interact with our world and you know and the people within it because i think we all have like all the different instruments out there we all have certain characteristics that just help us make sense of it right to to move out into the world or protect ourselves from the world i mean it seems like we're always doing one of the two if you if you think about it Yes. So um when you look at the overview and as as someone is listening from the Sexy Merge Radio Nation and they hear, okay, I, I sound more like a seven, um what's the best next step for them? Once they kind of they're getting an introduction to this, because some yes. of the people aren't gonna aren't gonna be familiar with it, like myself. So what's my best next step?
0: I would I would like to say that your next step is to buy my book and Absolutely. read up more. <laughs> um, problem, yeah? But um, to buy my book, but to, to read up, and there's loads of information on the internet, and I have a website, enneagrams 9 com that actually lists all the different types and what they're, you know, so in other words, it goes into more depth than what you're able to go in, Yeah. Sure. And start reading up and finding out and thinking about it. And when do I do that? And just bringing awareness to what we do every day in our lives.
1: Okay. And so that's, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, Anne, that's really the goal is how do I get more aware and engaged and present in my own life in every aspect of my life?
0: Absolutely. Okay. So, if I, if I give myself as an example, as a nine, I tend to merge with my partner. So I go along to get along. Okay. So it's, um, let's go eat and eat out. Where do you want to go? Oh, I don't mind. Um, well, surely you must have a choice. No, no, I'm happy. I'll go along with where, you know. And then you get to the restaurant. It's, no, no, whatever he's ordering, I'll order. You know. And that can be very frustrating for a partner. Okay. Um, and also frustrating for yourself because deep down, you actually did want to go to the Chinese, not the Indian. But you didn't want to upset the partner by saying that. So you just go along. My needs aren't important. So when through the integrals, you realize that and you start actually, as a nine, drawing on my eight wing. And I start learning to actually think, now hold it. I do have an opinion here. Oh, wow, that's new. And the world won't stop turning if I voice that opinion.
1: Okay. And so And so
0: now I'm starting to become more integrated. I'm starting to actually... Lose some of the anger and resentment that I hold over never voicing my opinion. So okay. that would be one example.
1: That's great. And so that's what you mean by by using the wings of, of this diagram or of this yes. framework where I can call upon something from one of my neighboring partners, if you will, in the, in the yes. in one neighboring numbers and use their strength to help uh, solidify mine in, in my presence.
0: Okay. Absolutely. If I went the other side, I would go to my one. Let's say in a business thing, um, nines can be very great procrastinators. So, so can ones to a degree, but I can draw on the orderedness, the discipline of a
1: one
0: to overcome that procrastination. Okay. And I can say right the way around the end of all the different numbers in their wings.
1: Okay, that's perfect. And so, is there... Are, are there some main things to be aware of when it comes to how this directly impacts my love life and my sex life?
0: I think, well, I feel, rather, that it brings an understanding for what your partner's needs are. Okay. For where, So, let's say I'm married to a five. And I understand that his safest, safest space is his head space. So I can gently bring him into his body.
1: Okay. I get you.
0: And I can bring him into his feelings. Okay. And therefore create far more balance. Okay. And I- with the other way around, he could look at, um, well, let's take a different number. We've been using nine a lot. Let's take um the seven.
1: Okay.
0: I. By seven, if if I was married to a seven, I could allow them to see that actually future plans are fun and exciting. But hey, the most exciting thing is what's happening right now. Okay. And let's focus on that. And we'll worry about the other exciting things at a later stage. And so gently I'm bringing that seven into the now
1: here. And, and that's just the idea of bringing that to a different level of awareness, right? Of just of, of realizing yeah. what I'm up against and then going back to the comment you made earlier, suspending judgment on that aspect and dynamic going on and actually embracing it and confronting it a little differently.
0: Absolutely. If I'm married to one, I understand that, that it's going to upset them. If the bed isn't made and, and there's socks all over the floor. Right. So you know what? I just go and pick up the socks. It's not a big deal. Or I make the bed. Okay. The problem gone. Well, you
1: know? okay. I, I like that, but I think that also presents the opportunity of, I, I recognize a one wants order and, and a different feel to it. Yes. And so if they get disrupted and get emotional or upset by the fact that that's the bed's not made, I don't need to be upset that they're upset because I could almost see it as that's just kind of them. How do we absorb this yeah. and keep going forward to to both recover well from it?
0: Absolutely, because instead of making that person wrong, it's just hey, they're just being a four. Fours <laughs> get melancholic. I don't take it personally. That's just how they are, you okay. know. Um, and I can stick with them because that that that's that's who I married. Or yeah, you know.
1: that's good. So, Anne, you mentioned this earlier, but uh, I know that people that have been listening to this show are, are probably sitting there thinking, okay, how do I discover more of, of who I am and who my partner is? So tell your website again how they can find your book, uh, what's the next best step for them. Uh, the, the platform is yours to sell what will help them the most. All
0: right. My website is... Enneagrams, and that's ennea, which means nine. Grams, which means a figure or a logo. Enneagrams, nine, and it's written nine, numerical nine, parts.com.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: And I think on the front page there, there's very simple, um, basic characteristics of each type. They can also do a free download, which um, they can keep as a handy pocket reference for the various types. And it lists their... Integrated and less integrated aspects or healthier and less healthy aspects. Sure. So that's a free download. They can do that. Um the book is sex on the enagrams, uh, which they can go to and they can find a lot of information there. Anything from dating ads, you know, how to recognize a type from their dating ad. Um the question everyone normally asks me is what makes the best lover? We'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> what time.
1: <type? laughs>
0: okay. Um and yeah, so they can get info, information from those. And also, the, as I say, they're vast resources on the, on the internet. They can, um, if they want to contact me, uh, do an Enneagram test. That's um, ann, N with no E, at ann, Anne D dot C-O dot Z-A. Ann at
1: Yeah, I'll put all of that in the show notes too. So if you go to sure. the show notes of this show, um, all of that information will be there. So Ann... Thank you so much for being a part of this segment with Sexy Marriage Radio. Um, I love your work and I can't wait to learn more.
0: Thank you so much.
1: And we're going to leave it at that. I have to say thank you again to Ann Gad for joining me for this week's episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. And if you want more, check the show notes at smrnation.com. All the links that were mentioned and ways that you can find more about the Enneagram, if that's sparks your interest uh, you can find that there so wherever you are whatever you've been doing thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day each and every week that you do to spend it with us we'd love to hear what you think 214-702-9565 see you next time